Welcome back to Screenfish Radio. I am so glad that you could join us this week. Um, I hope you are in your fancy outfit as we are talking about this year's Oscar ceremony, the 95th Oscars, which took place last weekend. And if I'm having a classy conversation, I like to have classy people. And uh, today I have invited back to our friends to the show, Shelly McVie and in the seats, Dave Voigt. Welcome to you both. Oh, thanks for having us, Steve. I am so glad you two could join us. Uh, the 95th Oscars appeared last Sunday. I don't even have to do a story recap because this is not a story that we're doing. Um, normally, this would be say this is the sort of film. Um, but uh, this year, the 95th Oscars, of course, was rife with, as it often is, rife with controversy, but not even necessarily from itself, but uh, from years past, especially last year with Will Smith and the slap. Uh, but the ceremony aired on ABC, and now we the the race is complete. the The Oscar season is over. So my question to you both is: first of all, did you watch? What did you think? And uh, what did you think of the Oscars this year? Kelly, please. I actually really enjoyed them this year. Um, I've been looking at Vogue magazines and fashion magazines, and I was worried that the lovely actresses, if we can still use that term, would come in really weird, awkward outfits. And they didn't, they looked gorgeous and they were able to move freely. And so that's my fashion take on the Oscars. And the gentlemen always look nice in their tuxes. So that's my intro remarks. So it started off well. Shelly, since you started talking about fashion, uh, what did you think of the champagne carpet? Oh, man, it's going to get dirty, like, in five seconds. <laughs> she was worried about the people that had to vacuum afterwards. That was the... Yeah, uh, come on. I guess it's employment for people, but the Steam red cleaning that will be an interesting is... one, yeah. <laughs> so, opening remarks by David. Well, I mean, as someone who usually hate watches the show as an obligation of my job, uh, I actually quite enjoyed it. And I mean, it again, it, like it flowed well. And I mean, they 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 you know they brought up the elephant in the room without sort of you know beating it with a with a stick at the same time, which I thought was good. And I mean, obviously, everyone looked great. I mean, except for that, you know, one person. And I think she was one of the composers for Everything Ever Always at Once with the dress with the white poof that went up the back who was blocking somebody that was ridiculous but i mean otherwise everyone looked fantastic uh and yeah overall it was an entertaining show um i i love a nice show it wasn't you know there wasn't any shocks or anything you know yeah nice is a good word for it that that is a good word for it and i think i think i'm going back to the carpet for a second uh without the worried about the cleaning afterwards um (laughs) I think the carpet really symbolized the whole show for me, which was safe. Um, This was a very, do you realize that one of the biggest controversies to come out of this, and I I will talk about award winners and and whatnot in a little bit, but one of the biggest controversies that TikTok is having a day with is Hugh Grant giving a rough interview with Ashley Green. Like this is how, this is how safe the Oscars were. (laughs) 
this year is is he rolled his eyes oh how dare he how yeah. rude last year a man hit a man on stage uh, this year different. somebody asked a stupid question yeah and you and i have worked carpets we know stupid questions happen <laughs> it's true um but i i agree with you i actually quite liked this year because of the fact that it was nice and and i don't mean it had to be a nice show i mean i feel like in some ways this is what awards shows should be it's like this we this year they got up the host was not someone that you're really talking too much about you're sort of fo they're sort of focusing on the awards themselves and and the winners the the ceremony itself was sort of nonplussed you know what I mean? Well, and I mean, there was a different energy because, I mean, obviously coming off the slap, to me, not just the energy of the show, but sort of the awards and who won as well was very much the Academy saying, okay, we're not Hollywood, you know, we're, we're something else. We're not Hollywood. Hollywood is the slap. We're this. Because if you look at sort of all the wins for, uh, you know, All Quiet on the Western Front, you look at the wins for Everything Everywhere Always at Once, which, let's face it, is an Asian fantasy movie produced by an American studio. It's different. It's not the studio fair. This is not or was not a celebration of the quote unquote Hollywood establishment. If anything, it was a more a celebration of the artists and the artisans who work inside that, which is obviously what it's supposed to be from the get-go. That's interesting. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So you're drawing a line then between the artisans and Hollywood. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, no, but I mean, if you look at the studios behind the winners, like A24, uh, foreign, you know, you know, foreign, like Netflix, but still a foreign production, it's, it's, not embracing the establishment like to me the previous year with the slap and then sort of the inaction of the slap was like oh it's the establishment we're not going to say anything we're just going to push it away this is them going no we're we're, we're different we don't want to be that we want to be this hmm. interesting shelly what do you think about that do you think that there's a difference between the establishment and the 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 wildness of hollywood I think the lines are probably getting more blurred now, but I have to think about that. That's an interesting take, David. I mean, there was the nod to um, Jamie Lee Curtis, who is pretty old school Hollywood celebrity. And seeing that I didn't see the movie, I'm assuming she deserved the award. But again, also, she's someone who made her career and her bones working in genre and working all very much outside of that establishment. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so that, well, that bleeds into the, the follow-up here is what did we learn from this year? We've, we've talked a little bit about the division. Is there anything in particular that this year told us that you think? Again, I think it goes down to just the wanting to delineate the difference between Hollywood and the excesses. I mean, as much as I love something like Babylon, I think there's a reason why it didn't get a lot of nominations, not just politically, but I mean, just from a from a thematic standpoint as well. It doesn't want to, the Academy is actually making an effort to to separate themselves from the 
the image of Hollywood, mm. which is overpaid, spoiled people who think they can walk on stage and slap people. You know what I mean? There is a break from that. If we've learned anything, I definitely think it's them trying to embrace a wider view and not sort of the very tunnel visiony, you know, everything that's best is Hollywood. Give it two years. <laughs> yeah. Again, it goes in cycles, but yeah. Um, it, it will be interesting to see. I, I think you're right. I think they're trying to create some distance from that now. Yeah. Will they for the 97th Oscars? I don't know. For the 100th Oscars, it's, I think it's going to be bananas. And I think it's going to be like... Well, it might shift back to that. You know, I mean, who knows? You know, like, there's, like for this year, it definitely feels like the they want to just have that step back. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. I, I would say also as well, I think that it taught us that the Marvel bias is real in a strange way um, with the with the loss, with the win for Jamie Lee Curtis and the loss for Angela Bassett. Uh, this was one of the things... That I, I to, a, to, to a degree, I would say yes, but it's also, it's, it's, it's also them not wanting to dictate what they think should be given so there's because there's all like they've always in the history of the awards most years there always tries to be somewhat of an outlier there always tries to be one award at least one of the major ones that goes oh no you think we're going this way no we're going that way and while angela and jamie were jamie lee were obviously the front runners while the sentiment was towards Angela from a career standpoint, it's like no one can honestly argue that, from especially from a career standpoint, that Jamie Lee, you know, does not have her druthers and does not deserve her flowers for the moment. No, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think that's why I don't have an issue with it myself personally, because this was a thank you for everything you've done award to me. Uh, I think if it was truly for the performance or the film, it would have gone to Stephanie Sue. Yeah. Uh, I, I think if it was really for the performance, it would have gone to Bassett of the three. I, I would have to remember, uh, or I think, is Car was that the one Carrie Condon was in or was she in lead actress? Yeah, yeah. Carrie Condon was in that one. It was in that one as well. There were some incredible performances. And I mean, uh, also, there's a, there, there was a little bit of, at least seemingly from my perspective, a little bit of pushback on the sort of the the pc-ness of you know like of oh oscar's so white this that or the other it, like there was a lot to me there was a little bit of an undercurrent of the academy going we're gonna vote for who we want to vote for mm -hmm. we're not gonna vote for who you think we should vote for because of the social and political trends of the time See, I'm not sure. I, I don't know, Shelly, I want to hear what you have to say about that. I, I'm not sure about that based on how the other nominees rolled out. I, I Certainly, I think there was like a celebration of diversity this year. And are these not all individual voting? Like, do I tell you if I'm voting for um, best actor and actress because I'm an actor who I'm voting for? Like, oh, it is, but I mean, there's also going to be political pressures and thematic stuff going on as well in the business on top of that. Because, I mean, this just goes back to a point that, Steve, you and I have always sort of debated that the the, the award is the nomination. That's the thing yes. that deserves to be celebrated. The trophy is politics. Yeah. 
for better or for worse. Right, right. Well, that that is interesting. That is an interesting comment because I think because how can we quantify one way or the other? Oh, well, Angela was obviously better than Jamie Lee. Like by by what standard? How do you mm -hmm. quantify that? How do you measure that? Like these things aren't quantifiable. Is yeah. it? Can you say that? Okay, we believe these were the five best performances of this year in a supporting role. Absolutely. Can you pick which one's the best? Not really. Yeah. Because that's all subjective. You know, all these things are going to be subjective. Yeah, it's the, the whole problem of of trying to judge the arts. Yeah. Like, is Monet better than Rembrandt? No. Personal taste and at some level. Much yeah, I... easier to judge a race. Like, I was 10 seconds faster than you, I win. Yeah, it, um, yeah, it's I mean, not, let's it, they all got gift bags worth like $125,000 worth of stuff. They all won. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I wish I'd been there. I would have liked to have seen what was in that package. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think there's something to be said uh, about that. I do think the nomination is the award. I do think where the award goes through carries carries voice uh yeah. differently differently than than like you said it's not it's not it's not winning a race in the sense of i am faster than you you arts aren't math the oscars you you can mm -hmm. predict the oscars but they're not math um how can you say that a performance in a kung fu or sci-fi genre action movie is better than one that takes place in an irish island you know yeah. it's it's very it's it is literally comparing apples oranges and celery and saying what is the best food yeah uh, but i think that what we did see this year is i think i i thought that was wonderful celebration of diversity with this film and even if it was an american funded film everything everywhere all at once and the love for it was wonderful I mean, there's, there are, there was, but not beyond, but beyond the Asian representation, uh, we had our first Indian nomination and win for mm. RRR. Um, I thought mm -hmm. that was wonderful. You know, we saw. And Elephant, um, Elephant Whispers, was that not an Indian movie as well? I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, yeah, Netflix funded, but yeah. Yeah. And it was, I was so glad it won, only because I'd seen it. <laughs> that is the best film I saw, and that's... That, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, again, I think it speaks more to also just the nature of being aware of how the business has evolved. Because, I mean, even as little as 10 years ago, audiences and even you know actors and business people would think oh if it's not hollywood it's crap right but with, with the streaming boom with sort of the embracing of films from other countries like the big wins for parasite a few years ago and yeah. understanding how much it's a global market is an was an important thing for the academy as an organization to really recognize and acknowledge because I mean, at least to me through some of these wins, it, it at least allows for more of an understanding that 
like these people are going to be working everywhere like you know actors from indian movies are going to be coming over to hollywood there were several british actors who i recognized in like rrr and i mean like it's not a it's not something that is you know as territorial as people like to think it is like the movie making business is a global international business and to me this academy awards was very much an acknowledgement of that so do you think at some point they'll do away with the foreign film category or i think they call it international film category no no i don't think so because i mean it's still always going to be american based yeah. But I think the idea that, uh, you know, an actor from a foreign film won't get nominated for Best Actor or that mm -hmm. a foreign film won't get nominated for Best Picture, I think those ideas are starting to to fall away a little bit. I, I think those are, I think, I think those ideas have fallen away the last few years. I don't think that was just this year, personally, because I think... No, no, no. But I mean, I think this was, I think this year was them acknowledging that. I think this year was very much a statement of that. Whereas, you know, a few years back, Parasite was the outlier just due to its excellence. Now it's like, no, now this is kind of the norm. We yeah. have to accept that these things exist and are going to happen. Right, right. No, that makes sense. And what I think Go ahead, 10 or 15 years ago, um, not as many people were seeing films that were international films unless you were a real movie buff. So I wouldn't know if, you know, the best film, best foreign film was really the best one because I'd never seen it. But now I can see it streaming. I can see it at my local movie house. The streaming boom has really opened up the floodgates for that very much so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, is a film like RRR would have still been popular with a certain group of people. But I mean, I, and this is, I, I, and I say a certain group of people have just in various interests when I say this, but like without the streaming services of bringing it into our homes, it's hard for a film like that to get, to, to catch fire in a, in a massive North American way, in a North yeah. American um, But now it's sort of like, hey, have you seen RRR? It's amazing. Oh, what? Where is it? Oh, you can, it's on your Netflix account. You got to stream it right now. Okay, I'll go home and watch it. And it builds, it can build, it can build. So the streaming has changed that accessibility for sure. I think 20 years ago, a film like RRR would be sitting on the video shelves here in, here in North America or in Toronto or what have you, it would be sitting on the video shelves. And unless somebody tells you, you should check that out, it wouldn't be it, you wouldn't see it up there on the awards stage. and it would have been like i like movies there would have been one kid hovering around the rack every friday night going have you seen it have you seen it <laughs> which is a great movie by the way i like movies is a great movie um love that one well i mean with this with the changes that we've seen the changes that we've we we're, we're discussing question do you think we still need the oscars at all do we need them uh, in a space where, you know, this, this, it used to be this thing and now it's this thing. And, and does the Oscars even have a place in that? Does it have, or even the same amount of respect? Uh, respect? No. I mean, I think that go like part of it, like, it, like a lot of that is married to like stuff like film festivals and things like that. Like the, the onslaught of content 
has devalued the film festival, the award show, to a certain degree. But at the same time, I would counter with that we still need the award show generally because we need the indicator uh, of excellence. There needs to be something that will rise, that will take things out of, that will rise, that will allow things to rise above the discourse to to show that, you know what, this is pretty good. This is, this is like, at worst, every film nominated for an Oscar is pretty darn good. At worst. You know what I mean? Mm. I think to have that marker is very important. To be ranking them is silly. Shelley, what do you think? Um, I think I misunderstood your initial question. I thought you were talking about the actual awards show. Well, I, I do. Everything in general, and not everything everywhere, but I mean, the Oscars in general, the show, the awards, what do you think? Do we still need them? Um, well, now David has changed my point of view. <laughs> Um, I think it's true. It's it's like Olympics. Do we need them? No, but it's it's good to be able to say who's the best. Um, do we need to have grade eight graduation for our kids and to have little awards for them? Probably not. But yeah, the pop, the pop of it is 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 pointless. But just the. The, the acknowledgement of excellence is, is a good yeah. thing. But to sort of have people dress up and put on their fancy tie and walk on a champagne colored carpet and it's stupid, you know. And then the Hugh Grant can stay home. But and, fun. And stupid, it, but fun. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> entertainment. It's entertainment. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I, I, see, I, I love the Oscars. I don't... David, I have had these conversations for years. I get a kick out of them every year. I get, I think, I think they're a blast. They don't hold the sway with me they did when I was twenty. Um, but I love the awards show. I, I, I love watching people walk the red carpet. I admit it. I love to look at, uh, you know, seeing seeing people have awkward interviews and dress to the nines and in outfits that you'll never see again. Um, I, I like these conversations. I, I admit it; it's fun. It is pageantry. Yes, but in, pageantry. That's the right word. I, yeah. I mean, I'll give you that. But I mean, and also, you're right. I mean, you and I have been kind of jaded to the reality that the image that the the red carpet puts on TV is glitz and glamour and fun. Isn't that special? the 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 reality is, it's hell. It's horrible horrible hell that the actors are walking through and just having to like stop and smile and being like over here over here over here and us as journalists are you know being like poked and prodded and hoping to get that one question and then go nope we're out of time and walk past you and go like oh god like the reality of the red carpet is so diversely opposed to what they put on tv that it, it kind of makes me laugh People always say they want to be on the red carpet. If they actually were on one, they wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> hmm. um, it you know, it's true. Uh, the red carpet is such a grind. And 
But I mean, Lady Gaga walked the red carpet, beautiful makeup, beautiful dress to perform. She put on a t-shirt and jeans, which was wonderful. I was like, right? I was like, this is great. I love this. <laughs> um, but in some ways, I think that the pageantry of it fits the award. I, well, yeah, that's fair. I mean, the awards themselves now, I would say, is is pageantry. I think it's I I think now. I think we we still need the Oscars, but differently than not that we maybe maybe I'm saying this poorly, but differently than we once did because I think that before there was so much more sway put on what is the best film. Maybe it would we could debate that until the end of time whether it was because there were higher quality films or less films or blah 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 blah. You could we could debate all those reasons, but. I think that for the way that culture has evolved, and I I choke on my words a little bit when I say this, the evolution of things like TikTok and YouTube. And if you're watching right now on YouTube, smash that subscribe button. Um, that's, <laughs> um, it, it's the rotten tomato-ification of, of the film business. It ways. is. But I also think that, well, I think the Rotten Tomato effect has quantified it to a number in some ways of what a film is. It's yeah, Everything is the aggregate now. I mean, that's kind of why I was terrified Top Gun was going to win. because Not because it's the best movie or that it's deserving or not deserving, because, okay, it'll, it's, it's the one that'll be everyone's third or fourth favorite. Okay, that's the one that's going to win. Right. <laughs> and, and, and you see, it's funny because I, like, I think that whatever film wins now, I think there, there's always going to be somebody that disagrees. I of mean, course. There, there is every year. But I mean, I feel like because of the nature of everything else, it is so rare to go to the Oscars and have a general public say, yep, you nailed it. Uh, because you can't quantify it that way. So in no. that sense, yeah. the, the Oscars just provide a rubber stamp. Um, to me, I think they're it's just yeah, it's quantifying the the unquantifiable, which is, I mean, you know, it's an interesting exercise. Is it one that has a purpose for people outside of us? I would say yes, but in the grand scheme of things, no, because again, like like Shelley was saying, you can't put you know Rembrandt and Renoir you know next to each other and go, well, that one's better than that one. You know, mm -hmm. you just can't do it. But but I would say too, Shelley, you said like, is there a point to like the Olympics? And I know you're processing your thoughts i think there is because i think that that's that's such a quantifiable thing to say this person did this the best yes you can you can so, break but, but, conversely, but i mean conversely should we be labeling the person who came in seventh at the olympics as a failure and general public does and that's where i think the problem is it's like if you're seventh in the olympics it's like well, goddamn, that's pretty good. Way to go! Yeah, the fact that you got to the Olympics really is fantastic. Sorry, what was that, Shelley? Yeah, if you're seventh in the Olympics, you're you're better than most people in the world. <laughs> Depends how many followers they have on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what about the Leafs? 
Oh, don't let's. Uh oh, uh oh. I feel I feel this conversation taking a turn. <laughs> Fifty-six years of shame, uh, or whatever. Years of shame, but they're better than any of probably the three of us. Oh yeah, if we stepped on, <laughs> on hockey the hockey players. rink, no, absolutely. Yeah, unequivocally, yes. Well, you know what? It's funny you use that as an analogy. I'm not going to get into the Leafs here, but how many no, times do you have armchair quarterbacks or armchair coaches saying, I know better than you, why I can make this right decision? They don't know, <laughs> you know? And, and so it's fascinating. Like with the Oscars, we all do that. And I think of the course. Oscars in a lot of ways are inviting us to do that. They Like the way that social is and the way that they they – they work with the publishing. I think they invite us to have those conversations. But, but the uh, importance of art is to spark conversation. If art isn't sparking conversation, then what's the point of it? The problem is we can spark conversation about any anything these days. Like, mm -hmm. you know, who cares if, you know, the Leafs uh, mayor is, or, you know, the Leafs are great or if, they're, if they haven't won for 56 years, you know. Uh, you know, if they because they haven't made this trade for so and so, then they're going to suck. Or you know, football or professional mm -hmm. wrestling, which you and I, God help us, both love. The argument in and of itself is pointless, but to be able to be talking about it in general is is where the value is for art. For anything mm -hmm. else, it's it's kind of secondhand. We're not talking about whether one movie is better than the other. We're guess, but we're talking about them, and that's the important thing. Well, and and see, this is what I love. This is one of the things I love about the concept of the Oscars is that I don't I don't put any stock in in the winners. I there are people I hope will win. I'm thrilled for Jamie Lee Curtis because yeah, she uh, she now has now uh, should is Bassett's performance better maybe. But Jamie Lee Curtis has starred in the best, the film that won Best Picture, and she's had a stellar career, and she got an award for it. Um, that's wonderful. Um, but I mean, a lot of like, I love that. I mean, that even Shelley brought up the sports analogy because, as a popular culture, we put the value on the people who won over the pal over the people who didn't, and that is such an inherent flaw. It's like if you played in the NBA for 15 years and made an obscene amount of money, but you never made it past the second round of the playoffs, fans will deem you as a loser or as someone who didn't win, where the reality is you performed on the highest level playing a sport that you love, made a ton of money doing it. How in anybody's right mind can we say that you lost anything? Yeah, that's a great point. It's mm -hmm. a great point. I mean, it's 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 kind of funny because that it think makes me think about Top Gun, Top Gun this yeah. year, because Top Gun got an award, and yes, the sound design was incredible. Yeah. You saw Shelley? Did you see? You saw Top Gun? Yeah, right? I loved it. It's a, it's a wonderful film. Um, but it only won one award, and even that, as I was watching it, I thought that's the thanks for saving the movies award. Thanks Pretty for much. saving theaters mm -hmm. award and that's not taking away anything from the credit to the people who did an incredible job in the sound design it really isn't but that's that's what that acknowledgement was is it 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 got the awards nominations and it won an award now they can say oscar winner top gun maverick 
Tom Cruise has been nominated for an Oscar, I think, three times. He he, yeah. may, he may win one. I can't say. But he hasn't. And when people think of him, they think of him as a guy who hangs off of airplanes. And that's okay. But if he never wins an Oscar, does that mean his career was a failure? No, not at all. Angela Bassett has been nominated twice. I I believe that she will be back and she will win lead actress in some film in the next five years. I That's my, my prediction. More than likely, yeah. Um, if she doesn't, does that mean that she has failed her an actress or that her performance as Queen Ramonda in Black Panther did not matter or did not resonate? No. This is an important, it was an important performance and for a Mar- uh, I don't want to say for a Marvel film because I don't want to put that label, I put lower it in there, but I think it was an important film this year. Um, so it is, it is an interesting conversation to think about well, and it's understanding the cultural awards as well. I mean, as much as she obviously would have liked to have won, what's a bigger accolade? The trophy? Or when kids come up to her and go, Wakanda forever? Hmm. Like, point. how that has resonated on a cultural level transcends the the trophy. For young Black kids, like, that will be a thing. And that will be a source of empowerment and pride that none of us will ever understand, but it's a beautiful thing. And here, this would be, and it is a beautiful thing, Dave. And I think what you just said there, I think that's why she should have won the award. I think, I think that's a why she should have taken it because again, because of how we're looking at the Oscars here, that means a lot. That means something. And yes, her performance was wonderful and I don't take anything away from it, but the cultural resonance of that character into that story now, I think is, is worthy of it as worthy of recognition. And I will say this, it is funny to me that the Oscars seem hesitant to pass an award to a Marvel film, but they've awarded the same DC character with an Oscar, with an Oscar wins twice. We've got two guys who have won for playing the Joker. And yet Marvel is seen as something else. I don't know what the difference is. I mean, I know what the difference is, but I don't know what the difference is in terms of that. Uh, Batman is always going to be a bit of an outlier. Like, we're never going to see someone win for, you know, Shazam. But, and that's because of the nature of the character and the story, but... Again, I think a lot of it comes down to them awarding the villain because the deeper character work tends to happen when you're playing the bad person. Mm. When you're playing the tormented good person, it's a different kind of performance. I mean, that's and that's what Angela did here. And I mean, she certainly deserved to be nominated, but I mean, her not winning obvious does speak to that, but also, I mean, it does speak to the Marvel bias. And like, like I was saying, to, at least from my perspective, of how this was the Academy trying to separate themselves from the Hollywood machine. And I mean, none of the awards that were given out in, you know, the major Hollywood production, you know, and the major awards went to anyone from a movie that was made for less than $25 million, which by a Hollywood standard is very, very small. Like these are not 300, like nothing that was a $300 million production won any of the major awards. That's true. 
Well, I mean, let's speak about the major awards here. Uh, I mean, we talk about the other winners too. Um, and Shelly, I know you haven't seen everything everywhere. No. That's okay. But I, I just wanted to follow up um, oh, with one of the points you made, Steve. Um, do you think we should be, not us, but the Academy giving out awards just because they're politically correct, because somebody's performance is going to resonate with young people of color? I'm not I'm sure. That, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm not sure that that's that's a reason. Well, I, I'm not sure it is, but I'm saying that based on the fact that the arts are not quantifiable, there's all mm -hmm. sorts of reasons that factor in. Yeah. And, and I know the conversation that we had on the podcast, uh, not, not with us, this group, but when we talked about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, I saw it as how it, how it has resonated, uh, with the black community and with people who are just how, how much this matters. And I think sometimes I think when you're looking at two performances, yeah, I think it's okay to do that. If we're giving an award to Jamie Lee Curtis for a great performance, but if the, if the, if the turning factor is she's had a great career, maybe she won't be back here. Why is it any different? Why can't we say Queen Ramonda resonates with, uh, you know, young children uh, of color or of the black community? And well, uh, I think we know that that's the reality. Maybe Jamie Lee got it because you know she's Hollywood royalty from like a past generation too, and she gave a great performance. But nobody admits that that's the reason. And I don't think anybody would admit the reason either way, too. I'm just saying there are all sorts of factors in terms of determining what who should get an award. And I think because I think we all have certain like the, I think as if you're voting on it, there's all sorts of factors that come into play. Do I think that, you know, we should give them out for silly reasons or whatever? No, I'm not no. saying that. But what but I'm sometimes, saying, you know, like, I don't think. Paul Newman got his Academy Award for the best movie he's ever been in. Which one did he win for? Um, oh, now I'm not going to be able to remember the name. I mean, he was great in it, but he was probably better in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Well, so, and that, see, that's the funny thing about it. This is what I'm saying, Shelley. This is what I'm saying. The Oscars will do, and they'll do makeup awards. Like, I don't mean awards for makeup. I mean, yeah, like, you know I mean. Russell Crowe won for Gladiator after he didn't get it for, uh, or no, wait a second. Did, no, he didn't win for Gladiator. He won for uh, Beautiful Mind. Or am I wrong? I'm sorry. I'm thinking because well, I just looked up Paul Newman, and you're right. He won for Color of Money. Mm -hmm. But, and he's done, like, had so many other better performances and nominations, yeah. but he won for Color of Money. Yeah. But again, like so much of why they hand out the award, again, goes back to politics. I mean, it's like, and I mean, and timing is such an issue too, because there was a great amount of diversity in this year's awards from a cultural standpoint, but again, not necessarily from the cultural standpoint that people were advertising or expecting, because yeah. I mean, we can't discount 
what the Michelle Yeoh win means for young Asian people or young, you know, young Asian filmmakers who want to make their own movies for the Daniels. Uh, there is still a lot of representation. And I mean, I think that goes back to, to sort of my point that the Academy is saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to be representative. We're going to have representation. You're right. We need to do this, but we're doing it on our terms. We're not doing it on somebody else's terms. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Um, yeah, I see. This is what I mean. The 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 way the ways these decisions are made, I think, are often are often moving. Uh, and I, I I don't mean they often move you. I mean they're often shifting along yeah. the way. And I think that you know this is what I was trying to say, or what I was thinking before. Russell Crowe didn't win for The Insider, but he won the next year for Gladiator, which. He was better in, arguably better in the Insider than he was in, in Gladiator, but he got he yeah, won of course, again. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um. So. But he was pretty buffed up for Gladiator. You know, there's a award for that. Listen, that there was an award for that. <laughs> Hugh Jackman would have six awards if that was. The case. <laughs> yes. And why doesn't he? Um. And and Jonathan, even Jonathan the even even to circle it back to last year, uh, you know, has Will Smith had better performances than in King Richard? Yeah, but it was his time. Yeah. Uh, but then also in the lead up to that, there was a lot of, you know, the Academy is racist because Will Smith didn't get nominated for concussion or so-and-so didn't get nominated for this. I think that's where the pushback was. Yeah. It's like, listen, we're, we're going to be diverse, but we're rewarding excellence we're not rewarding diversity. Hmm. And I mean, arguably, I think Will should have been nominated for the one he didn't get nominated for, because I thought he was fantastic in Concussion, as opposed to maybe other movies that had preceded it or followed it. And, and this is what I'm saying, is that we've talked about this before. We, we were talking about this. It's impossible to quantify who was best. Exactly. I, so you're, you're you're taking your best shot. And there's yeah. all sorts of reasons for that. That's why I, I make the argument about, about Queen Ramonda resonating and her performance resonated, but there's also an importance to that character in a community that to say, to have her up against someone else and say, if, if the performances are viewed as equal, yeah, let's, let's award the one who's inspiring a generation. Let's do that. Or do you say, your, you, you may not be back. Here's one for your career. And I think that's okay, too. I, I wanted to find, I want to say that. I think they're both okay. There's no real wrong answer. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, having said that, um, you know, since we talk about, what are the things about this year has, of course, been everything, everywhere, all at once, which took, I think, six of seven nominations? Six. It was seven. No, seven. it was seven. It was a seven of eight, I think it was. Seven but yeah, yeah, um, because it, they had the double nomination in uh, in the, the supporting actor. So yes. So, but will we be talking about this film in twenty years? Is this a film that you think we're going to be having a conversation in twenty forty three of? Remember that year when? No, and that's not to disparage the excellence of the film. It's just that we live in a day and age where there's going to be so much content that it's just harder and harder for things to stay as relevant. Will this film be more relevant in 
the immigrant community coming to America, wanting to make films? Will it be more relevant in the Asian American community? Will it be more relevant in the Asian Canadian community? Yeah, I think it will. I think in 20 years it will sustain. But on the grand scheme of things, I don't think it will be that film that we have conversations about a la The Godfather, a la, you know, Rocky or, you know, pick one, that those kind of movies. I think it will be more community-based. Okay. Shelley, what do you think? Having not seen the movie yet, right. um, I, I agree with what David has said. I think from my understanding of the movie, it was very innovative and yes. different and wild and crazy um, in a good way. I don't find those films you talk about 20 years later. It's the films that are little and gritty and about things that could really happen. See, that's so fascinating. Like The Godfather. Okay. But again, and again, we also bring a cultural perspective on it and exactly. probably even a white privilege bias on it to a yeah. certain extent, just because Granted, like I have, like I, I mean, I have, like I, I know a good deal about the history of Asian cinema and what they've done in the past, and how this film is very representative of that. We're just starting that conversation with world cinema, on a global mm. scale. Like when it comes to sort of pomp and circumstance of performance in Hollywood, and things that will resonate through the history of cinema. Everything everywhere always at once certainly has a chance to. But I don't think it will on the same scale as things that have preceded it, like these bigger films, like The Godfather, like mm -hmm. like what have you. Um, that is interesting. I, I disagree with you both. I think a bigger question is, will we be talking about the Oscars in 20 years? <laughs> but, but I think this is it. I think this, not this is it for the Oscars. I think this is one of those films that is going to leave a mark. Um, and it's, it's not only because of things like representation, and it's not just because it's a genre film. My argument, and I think I said this in the podcast that we did on Everything Everywhere last year, I think this is a moment in time film. That's that's how I view it. And they are rare. They are rare for me to say that. The last time I said that about a film was Social Network. And But I said that I think everything everywhere all at once, the reason that I love it as much as I do is I don't think I've seen a film in the last few years that has captured the psychology, the values, and the conversations going on within a culture in such a creative way. Um... And I think it's going to leave a mark. I think like very rarely does the best picture is the best picture. The one that you're talking about the night, the next night It's just, unless, unless you're talking about why it shouldn't have won, especially not in the last two decades. You look back at the year, the year, the social network won. nobody still talks about the King's speech unless they roll their eyes. Most people, when you talk about winning best picture and no Shelly, I'm not hating on the King's speech. 
I see that. No, like the King's speech. Oh, I look like sadness in your eyes. I, I felt no, like I I'm just thinking nobody's talking about social network either. I hate to say it, Steve. I disagree. Okay, okay. But that's fair. I guess that's fair. I but I would say there the film that that did not win. Get Out did not win. People still talk about Get Out. Get Out was a great film. It's a phenomenal film. Social Sorry. network. Yeah. Sorry. And I <laughs> you're, say you're that you're allowed to not like it. It's okay. I loved social network, but do I even remember any scene of it now? Nah. Interesting. But I mean, it's always going to be about what resonates. Again, this goes back to sort of how do we quantify art? Because I mean, generationally, culturally, on gender lines, it's it's always going to resonate differently. I mean, you know, the year Spotlight won, that was not the best movie, but you know, you know, in my opinion, it was Mad Max Fury Road. But again, it's it's when you look at how these things play out something like moonlight which won back in you know 26 you know or 2016 you know depending on who reads the envelope uh that definitely sort of sparks a trend on telling more stories of color telling more stories of yes. diversity parasite in 2019 definitely marked a moment where okay we're going to tell more international stories and i mean i think everything everywhere all at once is a is a byproduct of that as well and i mean i just looked it up it was seven wins 11 nominations for for everything everywhere movies will always mark sort will always be marker points to lead up to other movies i do agree with you that everything everywhere always at once is definitely a marker point but also i don't think it would have happened without a parasite that kind of thing you know what i mean it's like thing like movies will lead into other movies like we can we can even sort of go back to something like slumdog millionaire or we can go back to uh even further like you know crash was supposed to be this you know very significant cultural moment and it had it win best picture but audiences rejected it just because it's not as good of a movie as it you know wanted to be did you know did uh social network have a big impact socially yes it did but i mean so did brokeback mountain and that kind of thing yeah. it's 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 being able to sort of track all this stuff on, on so many different levels i mean you know titanic was a culturally you know significant movie just because it was such a big and sweeping movie Whereas, you know, will people like I love The English Patient. I think The English Patient is a fantastic movie, but more people will pull from things like Jerry Maguire and Fargo from 96 than they will from The English Patient. It's it's it, the the target's going to be moving from year to year, but. There will be certain movies along the way that serves as serve as markers for other films. I mean, I think Silence of the Lambs was one of those movies that that opened up the window a little more to other things, you know, even I mean, you know, The Last Emperor from 87 uh I mean, I could keep scrolling back, but there's always going to be movies that speak to the zeitgeist that open up other movies. Like Would of Ordinary People happened without Kramer versus Kramer. 
would platoon have happened without the deer hunter would uh you know uh would Patton have happened without uh i'm just i'm, I'm pulling from the air here but you know there's always going to be things that will inform other things you're right this is definitely going to be a marker point will it be the marker point no i don't think so i think I think especially from an Asian representation standpoint, it probably was more so Parasite. But other moments will come. And that's a beautiful thing. And I think that's the important thing. And I rambled a lot there, so I apologize. Well said. Well said. And to be clear, I'm not saying it's the... I'm not saying the cinema history has been changed forever by this film. Right, right, right. What I'm saying, though, is I think that of the Best Picture winners, this may be one of the rare times we're actually talking about it in some time. Not just because of its impact in the awards show, but I think its cultural impact this year. I think the fact that A24 released a film that connected with almost everybody is is unbelievable. And there, there, a lot of the films you mentioned didn't win. You know, Parasite and Moonlight are both winners. But a lot of the other films you're mentioning there are not Best Picture winners. They're ones but that does were- Moonlight happen without Black Panther? I'm not like, does Black Panther happen without a Moonlight? I'm not convinced. No, no. Does Get I'm Out saying, happen without a Moonlight? I'm not convinced. I'm not taking away anything from what you said there. Nothing. I agree with what you said. I think that there are films that open doors for other films, 100%. Um, and I think that a film, like, I would think that Moonlight is one of those ones that we're going to be talking about in 20 years from afterwards. I, I think so. And the same with Parasite. Um, but nobody talks about the King's Speech. I mean, may, like, I, the, I can probably, looking back at Best Picture winners over the last 20 years, I might be able to name eight. But I can name a lot of great films that were nominated for Best Picture. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. Um. I think it's so rare for the best picture win to tap into a zeitgeist and be like, that's something that's going to resonate that. I mean, that's just me. And I might be wrong. It might fade into the shadows in in three years and people go, what, what was it? The one in 2023? Oh yeah. I think I saw that movie or my, my brother saw that movie. He said it was pretty good, you know, like, but I didn't. Uh, But I feel like this one really has been happening from the beginning. Like citizen Kane didn't win. I know. It's true. 60 years ago or however long. Nobody talks about how green but, it is. But I mean, you're not, exactly. You're not wrong that everything ever always at once not only speaks culturally, but it speaks on such a wide swath for those who think they've been they're a little different, who are who are a little outside the norm. Mm. That on that end, Steve, I would definitely agree with you and say that you're 100% right. I think for the outsider, for the, you know, the nerd, the weird one, this is definitely a linchpin movie. I th- I think from a from that standpoint, I think you're absolutely right. All I heard was you say I think I you're I think you're absolutely Everything right. else was white noise. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. That's all I all I wanted to hear. And no. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think you're making a great point. Um, 
it will be interesting. It will be interesting, you know, to see how, how this sort of hits, you know, when people are, when people are thinking of, I, I'm not saying it's the best film ever made. I, I, I heard a very interesting conversation on the, on the radio. Um, and they were saying, talking about how, what are the top 100 films of all time? Will this be in the top five or 10 films of all time? And the person just said, no, <laughs> you can't. Um, some of the, some of the, that list is always changing, you know. Don't get me started on, you know, the Kaida cinema and voting for those lists. You know, that's another story entirely. Well, yeah, it's true. It's true. At, at, you know, we're, we're starting to run out of time. Uh, maybe, maybe we can wrap this up here. Highlight of the night for you. Oh, it was key. Just having that, like Key and Brendan having those sort of, you know, high, low, high moments. Like if there's two artisans or performers in the history of the business who have had highs or lows, it's those two guys. And to be able to see them back on the top of the mountaintop is a beautiful thing. And I mean, I know you and I are biased having uh, having been able to talk to Key. I mean, the man is adorable. The man is just so happy to be here and and to see him get to sort of experience this this onslaught of love after the business kind of forgot about him is a fantastic thing. Yeah, uh, uh, for, he he seems great. I, I have not spoken to him, actually. I, oh, you I, did I, not? Oh, okay. Not, you, did I, talk, you did talk to Brendan, though. I did talk to Brendan. I did talk to Brendan. You yeah. talked to Brendan? Oh, how cool is that? Yes, and you can find that podcast on Screenfish. If <gasps> you really? <laughs> Downloadable wherever podcasts are available. Um, Shelly, what, what I have to agree with um, David. Those two speeches, and I never thought I'd say an acceptance, any acceptance speech was the highlight of the Oscars, but those two were just so heartfelt, like I almost wanted to cry. And uh, so that was, that was very endearing. And then, um, and then when he uh, saw um, Harrison Ford later, I mean, yeah. that was just so touching. Well, and I mean, I'd have to put Michelle Yeoh in there as well, just because, I mean, again, it's to see someone who, who started as a dancer and was kind of discovered by Jackie Chan to, to have such a long and, and well-rounded career to be able to hit this point. And I mean, especially as an, as an Asian woman to sort of climb to that mountaintop has been fantastic. And I mean, it's completely deserved because I mean, not only was she fantastic in, in this film, but I mean, she's done such fantastic work throughout her entire career. Yeah. I thought all the speeches were fabulous. I'll be honest. Even even Jamie Lee Curtis's oh. who clearly had no idea that she was, uh, you know, when she got it, like she she was in shock as everybody else was. But all of their speeches were wonderful this year. And normally, I I don't remember the last time I've said that. Um, all four of the major speeches were just they were just so different and so wonderful and so heartfelt. You know, to hear Michelle Yeoh talk about how never let anybody tell you you're past your prime to Jamie Lee Curtis saying, we just won an Oscar. You know, if you've ever, you know, been a part of basically naming the Halloween franchise and saying, we just won an Oscar. Mm -hmm. um, to hear Key 
thank his mom. Mom, mom, I won an Oscar to to Fraser's like Brendan Brendan Fraser, who I was I you know all credit to Austin Butler, but I I was Team Fraser all the way. Um, just just so humble, so genuine and humble. Um, I thought all the speeches were wonderful this year. And I mean, when you look at all the winners and see sort of what they like, you know. This year happened because Crazy Rich Asian ha happened a few years back. And you see something like even Brendan, it's like to be able to have this performance and this award come from a career that lists George of the Jungle and Encino Man. It's, it's a beautiful thing because it gives such a greater understanding to not, you know, pigeonholing people. I mean, even Sarah said when she won for Woman Talking, yeah, I'm going to bring up Woman Talking. You know, thank you for the Academy for not running away from a movie that had the words women and talking in the title. We haven't even talked about Sarah. That was what a wonderful and exciting win that was. I mean, just from a Canadian standpoint, I, honestly, from a Toronto, from a Toronto standpoint, from a Canadian standpoint, what a wonderful, but yeah, the film Sarah is, and a, Brendan. Brendan's Canadian? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah he is. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he, he has dual citizenship, but yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, the only thing where Canada really got shut out was a short animated film. Wow. I didn't know. See, there you go. I had a big year this year. I had, I had heard we did, but all I hear is a conversation around Sarah. So I thought that was what it was. We had a big year. Sarah won. I was like, well, the one is but a the big The guy year. who did the makeup for Brendan was from Montreal. So yeah. many of the artisans on the behind the scenes stuff are from Canada, you know? Wow. Um, I, I will say this too. I thought Kimmel did a, a wonderful job for a guy who yeah. was, just, and, and I think he did a wonderful job just keeping the ship moving. That's what a host is supposed to do, you know. Just just introduce it and keep it going. And and uh, I mean, they didn't avoid the elephant in the room, but they didn't lean on it either, which was, I thought, the right way to handle it. Yeah. I love I love that he brought out the donkey. I thought that was great. Oh. I know I know, Shelley, you haven't seen Banshees of Inishirin, but that is really funny that they brought him out. I know, but I saw Colin's face, and it was was <laughs> quite sweet. The, the one thing, and I, I, I need to say this, that bit with Malala was awkward. Oh, yeah, that was awful. But she, she no-sold it well, and he so no-sold it well, so. Yeah, she handled it with grace, as I would expect Malala would, and all I could think of was, that's a joke that sounded funny in the writer's room, and when you get it on TV, you realize, nope, nope. And, I mean, and when you're firing that stuff off, like you're gonna have duds i mean and that goes back to the whole hugh grant thing it's like okay you stepped in it pivot as quickly as humanly possible find a way around it rather than doubling down on it which is what you know ashley graham did with hugh grant which is why it went so poorly if if you know kimmel had doubled down with malala it just would have been painful but yeah. they managed he managed to spin away from it as quickly as possible yeah, it was like as soon as the joke came out of his mouth, you could just you could almost hear see him go, "Oh no!" Oh, yeah, no. and I mean, you know, she answered it, and he just smiled and went, "You know what? That's a good answer." 
the sign of a pro. <laughs> Malala? No. no. Oh, Kimmel. Kimmel. I'd say both of them, really. Yeah. Um, thank you to you both. I know this is a different type of conversation. We, I, I'm so glad we had it though. There was some, we, we, this is, I think some great conversation. I really appreciate the chance to chat with you both. Um, I'll let you pitch your stuff. Uh, David, how can people follow you and get in touch with you? Well, as always, I am, uh, uh, the editor and, uh, writer and creator of In the Seats, InTheSeats.ca which is a one-stop shop for uh, all the latest and greatest from the world of the moving image, which is TV, film, you know, anything we talk about. Uh, and plus, we uh, I am the host and producer of our uh, podcast, which is called In the Seats With, where I sit down with a wide-ranging variety of entertainment industry professionals, and I pick their brain about current projects, state of the industry, and so very much more in a light and conversational fashion, which you can find on all major podcast provider platforms and plus we archive all of our episodes over at our in the seats youtube channel so please give us a like and subscribe across the board hit that you know smash that button and uh give us a like because you know it matters it truly does absolutely and uh i appreciate i appreciate in the seats and i appreciate uh having you here today thanks dave and, and i appreciate Screenfish. so Aww. thank you we appreciate you uh, <laughs> and Shelly, we appreciate you. Do you want to say anything, or is there any way you want people to connect with you? You can connect with me um, through podcast under Screenfish, or as I write reviews, or at the little Anglican church in the beaches called St. Saviour's, where I am the Anglican priest. Uh, I, yes, we... we do watch movies. <laughs> You do, you do. Thanks, Shelly, I really appreciate that. Uh, and I appreciate that you being here today. And as for you at home, a reminder that you can find us wherever podcasts are available, where we have wonderful conversations with wonderful people, such as Dave and Shelly, as well as we talk about current films and things that you're gonna see on screen. As well, you can like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, just look up for Screenfish. You will find us there as well. You can find us online at screenfish.net. And if you go to the podcast page, you can download Fishing for More, which are some small group questions to help you get the conversation started where you are. Uh, I am, We will be back next week. I can't remember what we're talking about, but we will be back next week. And it's been a long week. And... Uh, for you at home, uh, thank you again. Thanks, uh, thanks again to you both. And for you at home, we started the conversation. This was Screenfish. Yeah.